I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my divine friend, Nisa, who is a master healing guide, ceremonial priestess, and mentor for creativity and the rising of the divine feminine, and the owner of Creative Awakening Portals and the High Priestess School, her holy temple. She is also a personal mentor and spiritual guide of mine. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hello, Nisa. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Good morning, Whitney and everyone who's listening. I'm so excited to have you joining the show today. Nisa is a good friend of mine who I've worked with in the past few years. Um, Nisa, we met doing a volunteer event for Marion Williamson. Yep, I remember it well. And you had shared that you did, you had a spiritual guidance practice, spiritual type practice. And after we met, I was looking to do some of my own spiritual growth and development. And I was actually, what, what spurned it, I was looking to do some chakra work. And I remember texting you and I said, do you do any work with the chakras? And you said, I do. <laughs> and we began our journey together. It was about three months we worked together. And it was such an incredible experience. It, when I look back now, it truly was, you know, my sort of entering into um, my work as a, as a spiritual healer um, and just a greater understanding of my energy, um, my guides. We did, uh, we had a lot of fun. We worked with crystals, chakra work, tarot, all kinds of things. Yes, yes, yes. That was great. Yeah, that's when I was uh, living down in the Santa Cruz Mountains before making my move to Mount Shasta, which, let's see, when did I come here? Six months ago now. Yeah. So would you like to describe to the audience where you are right now, where you find yourself? Yes, right now I'm in my sweet little home here in uh, magical, mystical Mount Shasta. Mm. And uh, I, when I met Whitney, I was living in the Santa Cruz Mountains and honestly had no intention of moving. But it came up to Shasta over the summer with my daughter just for a little getaway. And we were up on top of the mountain on a hike with this other dear friend of mine who lives here in Shasta. And we went off on our own little separate ways, just kind of wandering around this meadow that was just unbelievably gorgeous. It reminded me of the sound of music, <laughs> just this rolling mountain meadows with flowers and green and fresh water. Anyway, so I kind of wandered off and I heard this very clear voice inside of me that said, you are done in Felton, which is where I live. And I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea that was coming. And so, you know, the, the invitation from that was move to Mount Shasta. Mm. And as I began to digest that and talk about it, my daughter was like, well, I want to come. She's 22, <laughs> by the way. And she kept saying yes. And I kept saying yes. And I was praying. I'm like, look, spirit, I know it's really hard to find housing here. Like, you're going to have to help me out. And then lo and behold, we ended up getting like the only rental house on the market in Mount Shasta during the summer. And it was, you know, it's a great house. We love it here. So <laughs> that, that's part of the, the magic of how my life has been working over recent uh, years and decades as I've kind of just surrendered onto this path of, of being connected with spirit like all day, every day. Yeah, I love that you're in Shasta. 
I love picturing you there. I love that you're there. I I have such a big place in my heart for for Shasta. Um, there, there truly is, there's something very special about it. There's a, a feeling, and, and every time I go there, something gets opened up further. Something really catches momentum. There's something about that mountain that really just kind of brings in the messages as you found. <laughs> it kind of makes makes things very clear about what the, the next step is. Um, I, I shared this, I think on my show before, but I went to Shasta um, for New Year's and I, on New Year's Day, I was hiking up, um, snowshoeing up, um, up the mountain and I took a break and I fell back into the snow and was doing like, you know, snow angel and just relaxing for a little bit. And I looked up into the clouds and, um, the, the, um, my, icon that I use for my website for women waken double W's, it was perfectly written in the, in the clouds. It was like the exact icon that I use on my website. Um, and to me, yeah, that was a sign. It was just, uh... <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. And I was only up there for like a day. Um, so it was just so perfect that I got that time on the mountain and got to see that. And I felt like, well, cause it was new year's day. And I thought there's my guidance for the year. Focus on that. Focus on that. And then shortly after I got inspired to do this podcast and now here I am getting to talk with incredible women like you. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, getting that message, that's pretty profound to hear that so clearly and to get such clear guidance. Have you always received guidance so clearly? Have you always been attuned to intuition or messages from your guides, from spirits, angels, what, what, however you might refer to them? I would not say always. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, let me see, gosh, how old is my... Okay, so I think it's been 23 or 24 years now. I'm 60 currently. Okay, so I had a young family, two young children. And when the second one came in, I was about to enter into a mystery school program. Uh, just that kind of came onto my path. I, I was a chiropractor and practicing energetic form of chiropractic. So I was already tuning into energy and starting to perceive things in not in ordinary ways. Uh, but when I entered into this mystery school, I had a Kundalini awakening, like full blown. And that's when the messaging started getting really clear. And in fact, the first you know, really big verbal message that I received, you know, similar to what I just told you about on the mountain, mm-hmm. was uh, a meditation I was in that told me that I needed to get a divorce <gasps> in order to step into my personal path and power. And I almost fell over like, uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I was totally they, they really just my uh, family. They really just hammer those messages into you. They don't try to be yeah. delicate at all. <laughs> those are, you're going to move. You're getting a divorce. Wow. That's <laughs> powerful. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So had you, really- had you been thinking about that? Did you? No. <gasps> Whoa. No, no. <laughs> the marriage was, was rough. You know, like I won't uh, mince words around that. It was rough. It was a very difficult relationship. But I was deeply committed to my family and I had two kids and, you know, a whole life built around this marriage. And so it took about a year for things to unravel from there, but it was wild. Did they unravel on their own? Like, did it, did it just happen that you, it started kind of coming apart or did you start sort of working towards leaving the marriage at that point? No, it just started coming apart. Wow. Wow, And, you know, I had something like that happen fast forward some years into the future, probably, mm, I think, six or seven years ago now. I had a chiropractic office um, over on the peninsula, San Francisco Peninsula. And I was great. You know, I was doing well, enjoying my practice. And I was getting into teaching about energy. And I actually literally had a group in the office in this energy class and I had a friend there that had invited in as a guest teacher 
And he was sitting and talking to the group. I was sitting in the chair just off to the side and another message. And the message was like, you're going to have to give all of this up. And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. Are you effing kidding me? Like, no way. So, and then it took, so it was another year of like, it, I, I, I heard it. I knew it. I knew exactly what it meant. And I didn't want to do it. So I, I, my resistance was active and I was mm. just trying to pretend that didn't happen. And like, how can I get around this? And <laughs> like, maybe that was, maybe that, you know, that was an unclear message. Maybe you yeah. weren't, that wasn't the <laughs> That wasn't it. One. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, happy? again, my life just fell apart after that. Like the, <laughs> I, I got depressed you know, the practice started falling away, like it just mm. fell apart. And so anyway. And now where were you one. living at that time? I was living in Half Moon Bay. Okay. Where I raised my kids. I was there for, you know, over 20 years. Okay. And uh <laughs> oh, it's so wild. It's just such a wild story. So so as when I finally surrendered and I'm like packing up my office to literally move out, close out the lease. I'm like, okay, I can, I can work in my home office for a while while I figure all this out. So just as I was packing up the office, then I, uh, I got a call from my, the property owner of the house that I had rented for 10 years. And they said, you need to move. (laughs) (laughs) Another just like, aha, so you know I needed to just keep going into this is happening for me not against me this is happening for me like I just need to follow the trail Mm. and I went through I would say a dark night of the soul you know for a few years it was it was rather intense where did you go from that where you were living did you stay in Half Moon Bay for a while uh, I was kind of in and out of Half Moon Bay a bit. I I uh, went to Santa Cruz Mountains. I was in Hawaii a lot. I was just mm. kind of traveling. And yeah. I'd kind of come in and out because my daughter was still, my second daughter was still in high school. So oh. she went to stay with her dad. And I, I just couldn't be too far gone, you know. So I was, I'd go away for a few months and I'd come back and, Anyway, it was it was a wild ride, but part of that again was just this really like deep journey, a very deep journey inward. And I I did some profound spiritual immersion during that. And so uh here I am. <laughs> well now where did that lead you? Where did because uh, so was that sort of the transition? Do, do you still do any chiropractic work or did you eventually leave that? completely or did that when did it merge into a a full-blown spiritual you know practice and offerings that you have now uh let's see I guess while I was in that few year window of traveling a lot and at one point I even like moved to Hawaii for half a year (laughs) and I ended up coming back because it was too far away from my family uh, yeah, I would just kind of lean into my chiropractic tools when I was around my old client base. So I actually still go to the Bay Area and I see some of those people because, you know, we have a connection and uh, a love and they help. I, I help them, you know, and it's all good. So, um, yeah, it's it's pr- I'm pretty much on the other side of having... Uh, chiropractic practice, but I do have these beautiful skills and I'm, I'm really happy to offer them when people are, are in need. So when people ask, I say yes, but I haven't started a chiropractic uh, practice in Shasta. I don't mm-hmm. have a desire to do that at this point. What is your practice in Shasta? What is it? Is What does it become? What does it look like? So one of the things that happened to me on that uh, in that window of time, right, where I was bouncing around and, and traveling and figuring things out is that I stepped 
more deeply into my artist self. And I actually became a teacher of intentional creativity. I went through a training and so I got deep into my art and I started to produce uh, these altars. I call them uh, creative awakening portals. That's my website. So I have these altar portals that uh, have come out of ceremony and deep meditation. And they're basically like geometric, uh, sacred geometry kinds of imprints. They have certain energies in them. And yes, so, they do. They so do. I've been uh, working, you know, I've been focusing on that and leading online meditation groups. And uh, I also ha- am a co-founder of a mystery school for women called Her Holy Temple. So those are the, the things that I'm up to right now. So it's kind of two, three-ish things that I'm working on. Yeah. I'm fortunate to have one of your portals that I keep on my, sort of my altar that I have. Um, it's the, I believe it's, a, it's the blue one. Is it Star Mother? It's called Star Mother, yeah. Yes. Definitely magical. Definitely um you know, a, a wonderful space to meditate on that I do feel this, you know, it's a, it's an opening. It's, it's, it brings in, it's a focused center of energy whenever I meditate with it, use my crystals on it. So how does that work? Is it's the geometry, right? Plays a part, the shapes, that totally. it's a sort of energetic vortex of some sort, maybe. Yeah, I channel these designs like they just come in when they're ready. And that particular one came in after I had done several work, uh, several months of working with the Sophia Code, the book by Kaya Ra. Yeah, many who, people who know lives about. in Shasta, right? She she uh, downloaded the book in Shasta, yeah. but she doesn't live here anymore. Sophia Code, that's a that's a powerful book. It's amazing. It's like unbelievable transmission. It's it's not just a book. <laughs> yeah, definitely not just a book. So anyway, that that um, portal came through the Star Mother, and it's deeply infused with this divine feminine presence. And with intention in meditation space, you can really bring it in. So, you know, you have one of the altars and I've recently um, having them made uh, that and a couple of the other designs into meditation pillows so that you can actually sit right on the portal. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, With a meditation experience you know you could do it on your own but I also have guided meditations that people can use to plug in yeah and all of that is on your website all of the beautiful amazing creations that you have these portals this artwork um is all on display in your website so beautifully I always love to check that out oh thank you can you share a little bit about you know Nisa I did um I did one of your I don't know if it was called paint your soul, but that's what we did. (laughs) It was, that might've been the name of the workshop, but we all got together at your beautiful home when you were back in Felton and you had invited me. And I told you, I said, I, I'm not really an artist. I can't draw. I can't paint. And you said, you don't need to be an artist. Just come and see what happens. So I said, okay. I think you also (laughs) told me that I think you are an artist, you might not just, you just might not realize it, which I didn't, but I went and it was so beautiful. And we did this meditation and we did an I am meditation. And I just heard so strongly, um, you know, this, this message of an I am message, like I am you felt like my, you know, sort of my spirit, my soul kind of saying like, I'm here (laughs) just so you know, (laughs) I'm around, you know, paint and see if you can see me. And I painted the picture and I keep it at the foot of my bed because it's this beautiful woman who's like glowing. She has like this halo around her and, it, and she's kind of looking out in the distance as if she has this vision. 
And it inspires me every day. And I was so shocked because it's not a bad painting. <laughs> I was like, wow, you can actually tell it's a person. It doesn't look too misshapen. And it came through and it was, we were out on your back deck and it was, we we're just like right in the woods. And it was such a beautiful experience. Do you, do you do those anymore? When did that start? Cause you said you tapped at a certain point, you tapped into your artistry. What inspired you to hold workshops like that and, and do that sort of expressive painting? Um, because I I studied a little bit with a teacher um, who did that kind of work, who does that kind of work. And uh, I ended up joining her teacher training program, which was a whole deep journey in itself, you know, just doing a lot of painting for about a year under her guidance. And so, yeah, so then I started, I, before I was even done the training, I just started teaching it. And I love it. Like the workshop that you came to, I, I was on a roll doing a lot of those probably every month or so uh, before COVID dropped in and started shifting things. And then I did several online and, and it actually works. It works really great to do it on Zoom. I, I just um, I don't have anything scheduled right this minute, but I, I would like to uh, get get that going again. The last one I did was probably two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. So it actually works, you know, you, you, the, the students have to get their supplies and, you know, we plug in on Zoom and we can still hang out and paint together and I can give the meditations and the instructions. And as you know, it was pretty, it wasn't that hard, right? Like you just go follow these steps and then you have this awesome painting that you wow. didn't even know you could do. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden there it is. And it's great. and then you get to keep it. That's what's great about art. Then you have a finished product, you get to keep it and enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> so do you think you could also share a little bit about your mystery school and about her holy temple? Um, I got to watch sort of like an intro conversation that you had with a, a group of women about it and just sort of introduced it. And it sounds so incredible. And that there's just like this really beautiful synchronistic kind of energy behind it that you've been brought together with other women and kind of working with them on this? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's such a big thing. I, mm. I just can't even stress what a big thing it is. Uh, not only for myself and my co-facilitator, Nadine Keller. Mm. She is uh, an incredible being that I, I actually met, I don't know, seven years ago. I've known her for a long time. Um, and we have uh, just been kind of tracking each other for some years. And and then all of a sudden, again, yeah, it was a total surprise. It was kind of like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> you know, we're doing this. And uh, so much of the inner work that I've done over the years has just led me to this deep feminine space that I feel... It is now I'm being asked to really help share that message. And it's not about being a feminist, you know, it's not about being a political person, although you may be. Um, It's really about accessing that deep divine relationship with mother, Mm -hmm. the great mother that created all of this. And... I've come to realize that our world is in such deep need, you know, just crying for the feminine, right? Just crying. We see it in the weather. We see it in the, you know, the fires and the floods and the, the alienation that so many feel and the disconnect from earth and from nature and you know the whole thing right everyone knows mm-hmm. that's happening and it's heartbreaking and you know I feel that the solution is in the feminine relationship and really getting reconnected mm-hmm. so we've come up with a formula you know kind of a it's a mystery school so it's not super rigid in formula but there's processes and practices that we take women through so that they can um, really kind of uncover the things that have been in the way of that deeper sense of relationship and connection. 
and we do it in community, you know, which makes it really beautiful. It's not like sitting with your therapist because you've got this whole community of others to reflect back to you and support you and keep you moving through this process. So it's beautiful. We just finished our first year. We are actually, we're finishing our first year right now. And we're starting the second group uh, with, we're launching with a a retreat in Mount Shasta in the beginning of June. So we're opening that up to people who feel that it might be a fit for them. And we're going to do some online um, teachings throughout 13 months as well. And then there'll be three more retreats as well in Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. So it's a big, you know, it's a big program, but we're setting it up so that there's different entry points and different levels of commitment that people can make so that they don't feel like they have to step into more than they can handle or manage. But if they're really like, boom, you know, I want to be initiated on this path and be part of this temple, then they can do that. Yeah. That sounds so incredible. And how exciting that that's come together for you and that you're able to, you know, it's so incredible to, to offer guidance and an actual um, way forward for women who are looking to begin this reconnection. Because just as you said, I get the same sense. And I think many of us do that. It The mother earth is sad because we are disconnected. I feel just the way that, you know, that a mother would be sad if they were disconnected from their children, from their child. And we are, we become so distant, so detached from our connection with earth, with nature, with trees, with, you know, the fact that we live in this symbiotic relationship with all, you know, plants and trees that we keep each other alive, yet we take it so for granted because we're so busy, (laughs) right? We're so busy doing things and producing things, you know, in the masculine energy, um, just so far in that way, right? And it does feel like this crying out of, can you please remember me, come back to me? You know, the answer is is with me because Mother Earth has all, it has such knowledge, it has all knowing, Right. And if we just slow down enough and, and reconnect, I think that's when everything comes clear. You know, we start to remember who we really are, what we really are, which is not fear, is love, right? Um, is not suffering, but flourishing and joy. Um, so many things. And I, you know, I think that women are, you know, calling out for that, but they don't know where to go, right? They don't know how to start. And again, that's what was so incredible about me getting to meet you and my work with you is that I felt like you helped guide me into that first, that first few steps onto my path of, oh, there, there's a tangible way. You know, I knew I wanted to awaken my spiritual side to have a greater understanding of it, yet I didn't really know quite how. So definitely want to say that you're a beautiful guide and so valuable. And I'm so grateful that you've created this program to offer to women. Thank you. Yeah, me too. It feels really amazing. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge commitment. And I, uh, I just keep breathing into it. It's like, okay, this is what you want me to do now. Then okay. Well, um, apparently you've become a master at just getting the, the messages and going with them. Because seriously, those are some powerful ones. I, I mean, if, you know, having that come in and saying, hey, everything you know right now, done. That's, that's old. It, it's like, what? I mean, talk about a, you know, we're, we both use tarot, but talk about a tower moment, right? The tower moments is when that shocking change just come and, comes and hits you upside the head and changes <laughs> everything. And it sounds, you've had quite a few in your life. <laughs> I, have, I don't know what the deal is with all of that, but apparently uh, that's been my path. Well, you're an inspiration because it's always important to hear from others that, just because something comes in our life and shakes it up doesn't mean that, you know, it's necessarily negative or that it means that something is over in a bad way. It just means that there's necessary change for where you're truly meant to go, for your highest good, right? Because you wouldn't be exactly where you are now if everything hadn't happened as it did. Um, and you Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've thought about this a lot and I really just keep coming back to this understanding that when we incarnate, our souls have a plan, you know, a, a something to do here to bring some type of unique medicine for humanity and the planet. And mm. when we make a decision that I'm going to be on that path. And I, I declared that many years ago, like I am with spirit, like, just guide me, show me, show me. And so after I started doing that, then like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got some messages you weren't quite expecting. Like exactly. Cause that? when you say that you're, you know, you're really surrendering to an unknown and, and, uh, but when I think about it now and all the things that I've let go of over the years, it's only just led me to more joy and more creativity and more freedom. It's like this spaciousness inside of me that I did not know in my earlier life because I was just all programmed up and plugged into the, the matrix. Yeah. And we are in this window of time right now that is profound as we step into the age of Aquarius. You know, the energies are changing. And if, you know, you didn't, maybe you didn't start when I started, but, you know, if you have any inkling, the energies are here, right? It, like it happened for you, Wit, right? It's like, whoa, okay, this is happening now. Like I am yeah. changing. And yeah. I'm letting go of this old stuff because I don't want it anymore. Absolutely. And so Age of Aquarius came in, was that with the winter solstice or when was that that it? Yeah, the the, uh, the winter solstice this yeah. year. That was the you know official gateway. But we have uh, many years of transition. That's what the astrologers say. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, I, I think about the, um, you know, when I think about my lifetime, our lifetime and what, what progress we can make, um, the shamanic concept of seven generations comes to mind mm -hmm. you've even been the one to share that with me but isn't it is it seven generations yes, seven the next seven mm -hmm. yeah so that what we do today we're thinking of how will life be in seven generations what do we want to see for our you know our descendants 700 years from now that it's not so much about what do we get to see in our lifetime hopefully we see some positive shift begin we're already seeing that <laughs> i think yet you know i think that that's that's the really powerful vision is you know and i think we hold a similar vision which is a world that's much more um you know there's much more of a sense of freedom for humans that it's not about being so plugged into this you know created matrix that tells us we have to look do feel and be something very specific rather than just exactly who we are and I think, you know, that by it, at its essence, that's, that's the idea of the divine feminine, right? Is just a true expression, the authentic, open expression of, of who you are, of your truth, of your authentic self. Yeah, I think it can apply to the divine masculine as well. It's just that this particular system that we've been living in, you know, we call it the uh, patriarchy, but it's not necessarily just for men it's like it's it's this whole structure that's been built around power over and control and telling people like you said you know who they need to be and what they need to do and how they need to behave and yeah it that's done like I know there it's still out there but it's breaking down oh. it absolutely is that's so good to hear you say that that's very encouraging it does because sometimes if you, you know, look around too much or watch too much news, it's easy to think, oh man, this is, this is so hard built. How are we going to shift? But, you know, change happens by degrees and with progress, you know, things proceed. And I think it has started, but to, you know, to what you shared, I think it's true that it, you know, the energy we're feeling is, we call it masculine, yet it it is, it's embodying both male and female genders, everyone at this time, because we've all put ourselves in um, this mental prison, again, of we have to be doing, doing, doing. Um, but also we, we've we really come to um, have a, put our, our individual self in a prison. We, we, more people 
reject themselves than accept themselves. And yeah. I think that's huge. And I see that all the time as a therapist. And that's that's truly been my driving force towards this work. And I think it's what kind of brought my soul or my how my soul brought me into this is because you just watch people and people are, you know, they're unhappy. They, they find a million reasons to reject and, you know, to find fault with themselves rather than to celebrate and see the wonder and divine in themselves. And that just in and of itself just shows that we're just, we're so backwards. You know, we don't mean to be, but we found ourselves just completely upside down in the way that, you know, I, I believe we're really meant to express and experience on this plane. Um, but I, I, I think that we're hitting this crescendo of, you know, the, as far away as we can get from source. And so we're slowly making our way back. Yay. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. And, and more and more people are, you say you, you recognize that it feels hard, right? Like, how's that possible with you look on the news and such, but look also at yourself and look at the audience of people that will be listening to this. People are all feeling it. It's like this mm-hmm. internal call, right? It starts here. It starts on the inside, which is what the mystery school training is all about. It's like, get free. Like, here we are. Let's help oh. you strip down all the nonsense so you can really know yourself and your role mm-hmm. for the next seven generations. You know, we talk about, uh, Nadine and I with the mystery school, we talk about for our daughters and our daughter's daughters. Yeah. You know, so, but I mean, let's not even go there to the horrors of what women have been through on this planet. Like, are you wow. kidding me? So this is the medicine. This is how we change it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it's, um, you know, it's inevitable that we will return back to our natural state because right now we're at a very unnatural state. Again, the sort of the self, you know, destruction that we experience through addiction, um, you know, through through self, you know, criticism and judgment and harming just all these, um, all these means um, that we that we've just found to just really reject ourselves and suffer. And and I think that that's, you know, it's turning and it is exciting. It's exciting to feel it. Cause just like you said, there's like this tingling, even for my friends who aren't very spiritually attuned, you know, that people aren't speaking out loud, but again, to your point, people are feeling something. We all kind of know. I think the big question most people are asking now is, do we really have to live this way? Do we really have to keep going like this? You know, when I, a big thing for me is like when I work with teenagers and they're in high school and they're crippled with anxiety and stress because they think if they don't get into a college, they won't be able to have a life that is acceptable or approvable by others, that they can't be happy, that they can't, you know, be able to, to live comfortably. And that's, (laughs) it's just such a, 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 strange notion when you think about it, you know, we are free souls. And yet we've truly created this structure that says only if you do X, Y, and Z, can you be anything? And and that's just, it goes completely against our, our natural knowing of ourselves as divine beings. And I think, again, to your point, I think we're all saying, I think this is done. (laughs) I think we're over this. This is messed up stuff. Yeah. We're waking up. We are the name of your podcast, Women Waken. Like, here we go. Let's do this thing. You know, it's just, it's happening no matter what. And Thank here goodness. we are, you know, supporting each other in what it takes to actually do it, you know, to unplug and to start to see what the waking part is. People are just starting to see it. Like you said, you know, they're like, oh, like something's really off here. Like, what? You know, and I remember growing up as a, as a young person, like, I never thought twice about it. Mm-mm. Not, not for, it was just like, this is what you do. This is <laughs> yeah, it this is just the way it is. <laughs> right. And it's fine. Right. Like, I don't know. I just never argued with it. It was just how it was. Yeah. And so here we are. Like, this is pretty phenomenal. Like, people are going like, Wow. Something's not right, which is always the first step to making a change, right? You see this with your clients and your addicts. It's like in order for them to come to the the group that's going to help them get out of addiction, they they have to have realized that, like, they can't continue, that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This isn't working anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So I think that what you were just talking about, that's sort of how my um, spiritual awakening happening, this quickening. For me, it actually happened a few years ago in 2019. I was kind of called to go to Ireland, Ireland and England and Scotland, which is where I have my heritage. Um, I didn't call it a calling at a time. I was like, oh, this idea just popped in my head, but it's, you know, sort of what you experienced. It was one of those times where an idea comes to you and it feels like just a little thought, but really it's guidance. And I came back from that trip and it was just suddenly I looked around and I just kept asking like, why, why are things like this? Why are we suffering so much? Why is there so much negativity? Why is there so much fear, so much self-destruction? Why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep living this way? It wouldn't like leave me alone, you know, this, this questioning. And, you know, I know that that was my, um, you know, my soul's guidance. I think it was an ancestor thing. I think my ancestors kind of joined me after that trip and that I may be kind of carrying on their work or just what they've seen since they passed, something like that. But um, that's definitely been my, how I've become most connected with the idea of spirituality is, is this sense of something that's around and beyond me that I can't see, but I know it's there and I know it's big <laughs> and powerful. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, we all are these embodiments of God, goddess, you know, whether you like those words or not, call it the universe or, you know, infinite power, whatever it is, it's still, it is this source, right? It is the source of life. And we are that. Just we've been a little uh, clogged up with a lot of nonsense. Yeah. We really have, but I think we're about to experience some clearing out, getting some Drano to pour through those pipes and move move more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Definitely exciting time. And so thankful to have women like yourself who are offering their, their insight and their guidance. And again, the inspiration, Nisa, you know, because everything that we just talked about, this change that's going to happen you know, like you said, it's going to happen no matter what. So it's kind of one of those things where you either surrender and release and go with the flow or you keep tense and try to fight, right? You try to fight against there's, because there's change happening. We've seen it. We've seen it since 2020 hit and we know what happened, everything that's happened since then. You know, it's all a part of this greater shift. And, you know, people tend to want to avoid change, right? They tend to be fearful of change. We don't know. We don't like the unknown. We don't like um, you know, moving into something different always. Um, I do. I happen to be a huge fan of change. <laughs> but some people really, you know, they avoid it at all costs because it can be scary. Um, but, you know, just hearing you today reminded me, you know, I really need to s- surrender more every day. Because I'll tell you something, when I get a message and I don't like it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just keep going. And maybe, you know, if it's like, well, maybe don't do this today. It's like, yeah, but that was my plan. <laughs> I w- that's my plan. And kind of spirit comes in and says, well, do you think that maybe there could be another plan? And I tend to be a little bit defiant about it. Yet, you know, today's talk reminds me to maybe let go a little bit because it's guiding us somewhere important. You know, it, it wouldn't lead us astray. It hasn't so far for myself or anyone I know, you know, when you really get that deep, um, wise guidance. And that is the feminine way, the way of flow, the way of movement that just works with the guidance, you know, and the the masculine principles are also important, right? Like we need some structure, like otherwise, that just like needing a container to put water in, right? If there's no <laughs> container, it's just a big mess, yeah. So, Absolutely. so we need both. We need both. But really, uh, and the, the discernment between those places can be a little tricky sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you're just to- totally letting it all go and, and not having any structural support. That can be a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, we- you know, we're learning as we go, as we make this shift, as we're moving more into the feminine energies and beginning to trust that that knowing in ourselves that yeah. says, okay, Whitney, you thought you were doing this today? Well, I think you should do that instead because that's really going to get you where you wanted to go with greater ease, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it'll take you somewhere that you hadn't expected, which mm-hmm. is also really fun sometimes. Oh, like yeah. 
life. Like I'm Mount Shasta. Like I've been here a bunch of times. Uh, and every time I came as per your story, I had some kind of big opening. Mm -hmm. It's a place that does that. And it is a, a large magnet for spiritual retreat. Many people come here every year for different types of spiritual retreat. And there's a reason for that. You know, the grid, the energy, this mountain is powerful. Oof. And it's a mystery, right? No one can really understand her, but she is, wow, just something. So there yes. are power spots on our earth, and this oh, is yeah. one of them. Yeah, well, people call it a spiritual vortex. I've heard that term. But I've also heard that it's, you know, that the earth has chakras just like we do. And they say that Shasta is the root chakra. You know, I've heard that for sure. I mean, personally, yeah. I feel like it's more like the crown chakra. Ooh. Because it's right. It's up. Yeah, it, feel, it definitely feels more of that high priestess energy where you're getting like cosmic downloads, you know? I, when, yeah. when I'm there, I don't like, if I want to kind of get really into like mother, uh, mother earth and nature, of course you can do that in Shasta. But when I go to like Humboldt area, like where all those redwoods are, where it meets the ocean, I go there and I feel like I'm literally being cradled by <laughs> mother earth, just, you know, just held in her womb when I'm there with the redwoods. But every time I go to Shasta, it's, it's more of like this divine spark. There's something, like you said, it's something coming through my crown in Shasta. Yeah, that's the way I feel about Shasta. I know I've definitely heard other people say root chakra. I'm like, mm, I don't think <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so here you are in Shasta, such a magical, powerful place, and you're holding these retreats. So how can people join them? What do they look like? What are you doing within them? How long are they? What can you tell us? Okay, so... The first one is happening at the beginning of June, like I said, this year, this spring. And uh, it will be a three-day retreat on a gorgeous property. It's called Histia Magic. This place a little bit outside of Shasta. Just a, an amazing property. And there are yurts on the land, and there's plenty of space. So if people feel... Uh, COVID concerned, it's still a, an opportunity to gather. We'll be outside mostly anyway. So um, we are currently opening it up for people, women specifically, who would like to be studying that way and plug into Mount Shasta and this beautiful group. And we'll see from there, you know, if there's a desire to uh, continue or, you know, we're, we're definitely interviewing people right now to see if it's the right fit for them. And we have retreats planned for August and October, and then there'll be another one next spring as part of this journey. It's a 13-month journey. Mm -hmm. If people fully go on this path of the initiate is what we call it. Mm. So the women that have gone through this year, you know, COVID year, it was pretty crazy. Like all of our plans went poof, like they did for everybody else. Yeah. But we, we adapted and we did have uh, one retreat on that property there at Hestia. And um, it was amazing. You know, it was amazing. And then our women, you know, we've met how we can, when we can, online, uh, you know, down in the Bay Area a couple of times. And um, it just worked. It was very potent. And this beautiful sisterhood was formed. And these women are totally in love with each other. And they, yeah, there's just how this beautiful. system that is unbelievable really incredible I witnessed them and watched them together and I'm just like wow I'm so glad I listened to the call to be the person to say yeah let's set this thing up and these women some of them will become actually ordained priestesses of her holy temple and that is one of the tracks that we offer as well my goodness so they can go out in the world you know under this umbrella and and run ceremonies and marry people and, you know, baby blessings and whatever they're called to, you know, maybe the, the death doorway, who knows, whatever mm -hmm. it is that 
they feel is part of their role in the waking process and bringing us back to those deeper earth relationships is very key component here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, those sound like an incredible opportunity and experience. If people wanted to learn more about how to sign up for these retreats or read about them, how to learn more about you and your work, where could they find you? Where could they find this information? My website is called creativeawakeningportals.com. All right. And it's mostly dedicated to the art and the meditation groups that I run online, which is another way to connect with me. That this is one of the gifts of COVID. Like I started doing these things online and it's amazing how well it works. Yeah. Now people are learning to open up to energy and perceive things from a distance in ways they didn't know that they could do. So that's happening. And I'm just going to see if I can check on uh, the website for Her Holy Temple is brand new. And let me see if I can just find it real quick. Okay. What, it has its own website? That's yeah, we just started a website. I'm just checking to see what the name is because I wasn't quite sure. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's called HerHolyTemple.com. Well, perfect. URL. All right. Way to go. That's always exciting when you get to snag the one you want website <laughs> without paying ten thousand dollars for it right yeah that's always preferable <laughs> wow well you said it's been so incredible and wonderful connecting with you today you know again we've connected so much in the past but it was fun speaking as you know kindred spiritual souls who are both on our way now and in my part and great thanks to you i'm on my journey I appreciate so much your guidance and just appreciate you being in the world, guiding other beings and women and all of us towards our destined path where we're headed. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it deeply. It's always fun to have these conversations and it just reminds me, you know, this is my role. You know, I mean, y'all got your own roles and <laughs> when you start stripping away the nonsense and get to hear your own voice, you know exactly what it is. And look at you, Wit, you know, running these podcasts. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, we find our way slowly but surely. And, you know, how amazing to see you here now in Shasta after everything you've been through, all the different twists and turns, what a rich and beautiful story you have. But to see you here, you know, sitting at the base of this gorgeous mountain with so much inspiration and beautiful work that you're doing, um, that, that makes me so happy to know that you're there in that place and offering that space to others. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, anyone who wants to reach out, please feel free for whatever reason. Yes, absolutely. We'll have your information available and now people know how to find you and to check out her holy temple. I just love that. I love it. I hope to go on a retreat. Yay, we'd love to have you. It'd be awesome. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Women Waken podcast. I'll look forward to connecting with you again soon, Nisa. Thank you. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.